will not know anything about cell marriage. That means, could you please tell us briefly what it means, 70 years of cell marriage? And that will be the first part of the talk. Thank you. 
that name got to us as being commanded to Matthew. And of course, along the way, we had our trials and tribulations. We used to have a, 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 an ex-church, a hut out the back of the of these buildings, if you like, the whole buildings were there then, which was used initially in St. Matthew, because when St. Matthew started, this church wasn't here. They used a, an ex-army hut as the church. It was wonderful. And when the church was then built here, uh, that was used as a youth gathering spot, spot gathering point. I think it was one uh, Friday, actually. Many of us came along to church, and all of a sudden we looked up there, and there'd been a fire. And the hut was turned down. And all the, I guess, memories, all the, the joys of gathering together there came in to everyone. Did that stop St. Matthew's? No, of course not. Um, the, the church rallied round, and St. Matthew's became even better and bigger. Sometimes these messages that we get, um, you don't even understand. But that was one that actually encourages to grow and develop even more. Uh, youth workers played a great part in St. Matthew's over the years. Um, I know I can say I've spent 30 years of my life doing that, and that's pretty hard since I'm only 32. <laughs> no, that's, that's quite a time. And I can remember time, I can remember one time we had the Holmeswen boys, a gang from down at Holmeswen, come to the front of the church here during one of our youth meetings and say, we want to see Brian. Why do you want to see Brian? Well, He's not the sort of person we like. Oh, okay. So he said, well, sorry, we can't see Ryan. Because I knew what they were going to do to Ryan. They were going to teach him a lesson. So what happened? I stood there and said, you can't come in. Which is quite funny, really, when you think and look at me, compared to the 10 or 12 of these people, who could probably pick me up and throw me around like a basketball. But they didn't want they turned around. And so then I turned around. And I turned around. And there was all this group behind me. It's so wonderful. The unity, the growth of those people who were willing to stand up and say, This is St. Matthew's. You will not come in and victimize one of our people. He belongs to us. And so that was the day. I guess a day of infamy, really, but a day when we made sure that uh, the spirit of Matthew protected his people. So many things happened over the years. So many people have passed through the Matthew. Some who've gone to be with God. Some who are still here today. Some who are on the other side of the world. And St. Matthew's is a great centre for us to remember be thankful to God and to our fellowship for the blessings that we will receive. There were so many events and things I could talk about and tell you about, but you don't want to stay for the hour after all, I'm sure. And 
if you look at the histories that Nancy uses that was written, a new one is being uh, put together for the next year or so. And you find that Nancy's had a very varied history of ups and downs. In recent times, of course, we had people come to the church about
he is very supportive and has been. He's given a lot of confidence to this church, to this vicar, about representing, I guess, in, in fellowship and faith. And so St. Matthew's really, for those reasons, prayer, faith and fellowship continues. And I have to say we continue with God's blessing. And we need to continue in some humility, purpose and direction. And how lovely it was last night to have dinner together to celebrate the entire 70 years of Matthew. 70 What a wonderful coming together of the 270s. That is fantastic. Uh, so I think I think I'd better stop there and say that's really been the, the chorus of Matthew's over time. There has been so many things to cherish, treasure, to welcome. And it's so wonderful when you see the people who've been little tackers in Sunday school have become parishioners of St Matthew or parishioners of another church. And many of them, that's exactly what's happened. So, in prayer, fellowship and faith, I ask us to continue on in the greatness to which we're getting.
which was the, the conglomerating of the Presbyterians and the congregation. That is, Christian unity number one. And then in 1914, they went on to form the National Missionary Society of India. But I ask this question, why is the church in India divided? Why should we have the Anglicans on one corner? A few are the array the Methodists, a few are the array the Congregationalists. This is not the way the church in India should be. So in 1919, they had a meeting in a place called Frankobar in India, led by one of the first Anglican ministers in India by the India Sakharia and Santiago. Methodists, Lutherans, SIUC, the Anglicans, they came together and said, we need to come together. But how? They needed to find a way of coming together, and finally, the Anglicans proposed the Lambeth Quadrillion, the four basic principles wherein we will agree. And they were the Holy Scripture, the New Testament and the Old Testament, enough for salvation. The second, they agreed with the two creeds, the Apostles' Creed and the Nineteen Creed. Three, they agreed on the two sacraments, baptism and the Lord's Supper, and most debate happened on episcopacy and ordained ministry. Because the congregation did never have a bishop. They did not want to have one. But still, finally, they agreed on historical episcopate, and this discussion began. It was after this, one by one, the boards agreed, and in 1947, a major miracle happened in the world. But all these churches came together and said, we will call ourselves the Church of South India. Seventy years now. And they said, this is going to be very, uh, an impossible dream. Because very people are coming together, and the church still has decided, let us experiment it for ten years. If it works for ten years, we work, or we dissolve it. But it's seventy years now. And this seminar used to celebrate those seventy years. Transcending mission history. People came as Anglicans, people came as Congregationalists, people came as Presbyterians, with several, several different histories. But today, transcending all those, we call ourselves the United Church. Language, people spoke different languages, people who belong to different castes and communities, and creeds were there. Transcending different denominations was not easy. And then, foreigners, it was all foreign bishops, foreign personnel. Having Indian people leading the church. And then every generation was skeptical whether this, this will work or not, because this is going a mixture of varieties. But as we celebrate 70 years, we thank the Lord for 70 years. St. Matthews, Barry has told us a bit of it. 2nd March 1947, in a small place, people around the area said, We want to worship a community here. And the story begins much before, but we should note that point. 21st September 1947, dedication of St. Matthews. 70 years now. 21st September, we had the communion service here, celebrating 70 years. The first priest came, Reverend Smith. We thank you for all the departed work after that year. The first confirmation, 15th of August 1948. The foundation stones of what they call the Mission Hall, 1954. And then they said this parish is becoming too big. And in Marvin Paul Christ's history, he said it was divided into two parishes. And the parish of St. Matthews, the geographical area which was discovered again next Sunday, was informed. 
and we thank the Lord for that. And then 1961, much before many of us were born, this cross came up here. And we thank the Lord for that history. And then 1972, we celebrated the Silver Jubilee, 25 years of St. Matthew. 1992, the consecration of St. Matthew's by Archbishop Rainer. That's what you see in that little flask over there. And then you come up here, there's a white cloth on the altar. 50th anniversary when you celebrate it, all of you participated in the worship perhaps, after the worship signed in a white cloth. Celebrating 50 years, and they've taken it back here to tell us we had a history, we had a past. 2008, the parish considered unviable. 2009, February 28, the Archbishop Council decided to dissolve this parish and the area given to other churches around. 2009 to 2016, that's what Gary said, the best part of the history of the church is yet to be written. And perhaps as the Jubilee celebration next year, we will release that book. It will tell us what the power of the people is, the struggle of the people is. In a close down parish, they worship the Lord. And 22nd September 2016, the last Thursday, the same Archbishop in perhaps the people would have seen, met together and decided St. Matthews is viable. St. Matthews will be a parish again. And that's what we are celebrating the Lord for. Three churches which took away our faith, the St. Faith in Bowen, St. Oswald in Genaris, St. Stephen and St. Mary in Montgomery. There the parish councils met and said we are happy to give back the geographical area of St. Matthews back to where it actually belongs. And that has happened. And 24th September, yesterday night, or last night, we had the St. Matthews dinner where the Archdeacon came to the Christian and declared, you shall be your parish again. And next Sunday, don't miss it, you're going to be part of history again. We are going to celebrate the communion service here. Eucharist back at the parish. Practically, it doesn't mean anything to any of us, but but in the sight of the Lord, we thank the Lord for 75 years of God's guidance. Next year will be one year of Jubilee celebration. How do we do it? We will discuss it together, we plan it together. So, again, when we look at St. Matthews, firstly, also, also, last week also we looked at him. Let us once again thank the Lord for the life of St. Matthew. What do we do about him? Tax collector. The mother had great dreams, named him Lady, thought perhaps he would become a vicar. But he was interested in money and money only, and went to be a tax collector. Getting money in the tax collector's booth, Jesus walked in one day and said, just two words, follow me. Come after me. And then we said, from Lady, Jesus changed his person to Matthew, which was God. We are celebrating today St. Matthew's Day. And that is the transforming possibility of the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe those who have gone through this struggle, Barry included, in the last eight years. If you ask them, today, have you seen the transforming power of God? Yes. Transforming power of God. The picture that he spoke to us yesterday, sitting in his pews, they are saying, We refuse to leave. And the Lord was good. And today we celebrate that. 
his passion. He wanted money, more money, and more money. But when Jesus came in, his passion was transformed. He said, I'm coming, coming after you. Coming after you to the byway inside the highway. Coming after you. That's what Jesus does. He changes our passion from worldly material passion to divine dreams. We celebrate that on St. Matthew's Day. Jesus came to his position, tax collector, to hate his people. They worked for the government of the conquerors. And therefore, the people said, you don't want to do anything with this. Tax collectors and sinners, that's what they call a club together. But from that position, Jesus has come, come out. He went there, called him. And when they called him, from the side of the conquerors, he took the side of the witness. From the side of the, those who were exploiting people, he became the essence of the gospel. Blessed are the poor. That is the transformation that we will be celebrating this year. Jesus changed his fears. Tax collectors, sinners, those who were fighting for money, those who were your twist. Jesus came, Jesus called, and the people who, who he were with became his apostles, his disciples, who were bothered about the kingdom, who were bothered about closest things. That's the transformation that we are talking about. Jesus changed his pen. What was he doing? The new. 200 rupees head tax, 100 rupees drama tax, 200 rupees spec tax, 200 rupees area tax. Because you look too good, you have to pay 600 rupees. And rounding it, 1000. That's the bill he gave with his pen. That's how they exploit the people. But Jesus said, no, that pen can write the gospel. A gospel that people would read years after year. A gospel that would be read when St. Matthew celebrates 70 years. A gospel that would talk about Jesus and his transforming power, your pen can write. And when now, when we write our history again, we celebrate this pen because Pen Matthews is our patron also. Let us thank the Lord for the transformation to what we have that Jesus can make that St. Matthews reminds us. He changed his priorities. He said, But go and learn what this means. It's not externalities, I desire. Like what I have said, I desire mercy. I desire a heart that serves. I desire a life that is meaningful for others. What are your priorities? Matthew will ask this question. What are my priorities? Only one. Gain, gain, gain. Profit, profit, profit. Money, money, money. From there, his priorities change into the gospel, into the kingdom into the kingdom of God, into the reign of God that he proclaimed. And lastly, Jesus changed his plans. He thought this was a good plan. He discussed with his friends and thought about a better plan. But Jesus said, I have a best plan for you. Come, come after me. Seven P's. That's what I wanted to remind you on St. Matthew's Day. One, Jesus who changes our purposes. Two, Jesus who changes our passion. Three, Jesus who changes where we are, our position. Four, Jesus who changes our fears, those who we are with. Jesus who changes our faith, what we have. Jesus who changes our priorities, and Jesus who changes our plans. And as we enter into the 70th year of 
CSI and send Matthews, and send Matthews to UK, happy CSI day, and happy send Matthews day. Then at the least of a time, thank the Lord for his goodness and years, and also pray that the next one year would not be just a year when we will write history, but a year when we will make history. And Daddy told us once upon a time, we had 500 children attending Sunday school today. And when we are declared a parish next week again, let us not be sad that there are empty pews here today. Let us be happy that the Spirit of the Lord is with us. I'm not bothered about filling up the empty pews, but let us pray that we will be in tune with God's plan for St. Matthews in Ashburton for the members of CSI Church. So that, like God, call Matthews, follow me, and Matthew went. He calls us again, come follow me as a parish. 